0: Hello, welcome to the Parent Trap Podcast as we bring you culturally relevant parenting advice. I am your host, Luria Speaks, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. So today I am going to talk to you guys about the holidays as we are kicking off, you know, Thursday dinner or Thanksgiving, whatever y'all wanna call it, to Touche. And y'all know I'm out here working with y'all kids. I work in a high school. And this week has been hostile. Like, we've had a good year. We don't have a a school that is probably on the A-list for behavior, right? We have a diverse set of students from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different neighborhoods, from different walks of life, you know. And... You know, some days this is a very great, rigorously academic space. This is a very great college bound trade center school. And some days this is a very aggressive environment. But you know what? This school year, we have been doing great. We haven't had as many fights, as many suspensions. But this last week, child, that's why y'all podcast late. Because I was supposed to be done with this on Tuesday or Wednesday. But it's been so much going on and today, I got this revelation talking to a coworker. Guys, although the holiday is next week and some of us are excited, some of these kids have anxiety about it. Hear me out. One, let's start, let's start with the basics. Every child does not have a home to go to. Some are in group homes, some are in foster care, some are in shelters. So not having a family or growing up without a family, when the holidays come around, it can be triggering. It can be stressful and behavior issues, irritability, and more the likelihood of them fighting or getting in a conversation with another student, of course, is going to increase. All right. That's the that's the I feel like the obvious. We know orphans don't. But what about the kids who do have families, but our families are drama filled or where we don't meet like we used to anymore, where we don't gather for family holidays because of some drama. And I, you know, our family had drama, but it never stopped the holidays until like I was older and that was more choice-centered. But we were big enough to where like, you can just go over here this day. Um, But some kids don't have that option. And y'all, we have to be mindful of how they are responding to this, how they how they may be triggered or stressed out, the fact that next week family not meeting because Auntie Lynn and Auntie Terry got in a fight over the summer and or they got in a fight last year and we ain't had holidays in two years. And sometimes kids kids don't know how to express themselves and they just like don't even know this tension. The third thing I want to touch on is grief. Now, we know we have seen a lot of death from even pre-pandemic. Let's be honest, gun violence, domestic violence, natural causes, sickness. We have seen a lot of death. The pandemic increased those death numbers. And I do think that our kids are honestly responding to that as well when it comes to holidays like Okay, big mama passed so nobody stepped up or this person that kept the family together is no longer around or my parent is not there and they still gather but I don't want to be there because it's a reminder. It's stressful and I don't want to continuously sit in that space because I don't have the skills and the healing to be there without feeling stressed out. So be mindful (laughs) Of kids that have experienced death and grief and it's just getting harder because as Thanksgiving is coming up, it's like, dang, I used to look forward to being around this person and I'll never get that opportunity again. The last thing and the toughest is, you know, the family secrets. Now I'm gonna let y'all pause right there. Whatever the family secrets are that this relative touched you. That this relative abused you, whether it be physically, whether it be verbally, whether it be mentally. And nobody, nobody cares that we have to sit in a room with this person anytime there's a family gathering. And even if you do care, the fact that they are there, sometimes we feel like you don't. And there was never or, or there's situations where there was never any conversation about it or situations where the child wasn't believed and they got to go back in this space every holiday in front of their abuser, in front of their predator or in front of people that didn't believe them when they said they were abused. Y'all, this ain't therapy and I, I don't want to go too deep into the reasons why, the justification, or the experience. But I do want you to know that all of these, if you're seeing people in your family, especially young people, that seem to respond um, negatively around the holidays, meaning their mood is off, they're more violent, they're more irritable, they're more argumentative. Revisit this list Or maybe even stuff I'm not mentioning Add to it could just be the auntie you don't get along with Or the uncle that always got something to say Or the excessive drinking Or the alcoholic in the family And all that is triggering you Pay attention to these children's patterns Even if they're teenagers Pay attention to their patterns Is it during this time of year Is it always right before Thanksgiving Is it always right before Christmas Is it always right before the 4th of July Or whatever holiday Or is it always right before the family reunion Where this child acts out Where this child gets in trouble more Where I see The temperament of this child Shift And could it be One of these reasons we just spoke about Have they been through some childhood trauma Have they been through death and grief Has the family Stopped gathering as much And is this Too stressful For them to continuously be in this environment The first thing I'm going to recommend, and I know sometimes in different cultures, we don't believe in therapy, and my family was one that didn't, but I'm going to tell you what two years of therapy did for me. It made me more peaceful. It healed me from people pleasing. It sharpened my communication skills. It increased my emotional intelligence. Y'all, I just have so much more peace. I have so much more clarity on my boundaries. I have so much foundation in my identity. I live in a more peaceful world because of therapy and I would recommend getting therapy for yourself or for your child if they've been through any of these experiences no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter if it was an accusation, even if the accusation was a lie. Or you feel like ain't no really like this got to be a lie. Even if the child is lying, that still means of therapy. Someone get help. Seek mental health counseling. This is not an ad. But um, I don't have no sponsors right now. So reach out if you want to sponsor me. But if you're having trouble finding one, betterhelp.com. Go to BetterHelp and it narrows down counselors in your area. And use whatever resources that are in your school and your community and get them therapy. For number two, I don't care how old the child is. Let them create healthy boundaries. I'm going to tell you all this. When my son was... About seven years old. He went and was hanging out with some relatives. And when he got picked up. He's like mom I was trying to call you. I wanted to leave. And they wouldn't let me call you. I'm never going back over there. And he read down a list of things. And he said he'd never go back over there. I ain't. If you leave I'm leaving. Blah 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 blah. blah. And guess what. I didn't make him. Like what. And it wasn't big stuff. It was just like. All oh, they smoked cigarettes. And they rude. And they did like. I don't want to smell that all day. My nose burn. Like it's little stuff like that, but I don't care. If my son is not comfortable, he's going he's not going. He's not going. And he if I leave, you leave. You don't got to spend the night. You don't got you don't have to be there. And setting that foundation early. There's nothing that my son doesn't call me about. When he gets in trouble in school or something happened, he calls me and tell me the whole truth. And when the teacher I'll be like, yeah, Marty told me they be like, he did. Yeah. He told me verbatim. What he said, what he did wrong, all of, that's the relationship I built. And I say that to say like the trust that your child has for you is the most important thing. You have to be their safe space. And maybe we'll do an episode on that. On how to become your child's safe space. So go ahead and subscribe and click the notification button so that you can not miss it when we do that episode. Um Respect their boundaries. If they're like, "Hey, I am not comfortable being around this relative," um, I don't want to go. And it, there may be times where it's like, "Okay, let's encourage you to forgive, but let them forgive when they're ready. Let them forgive when they're healed." Um, even because I do believe that people could change, and somebody may have been verbally abusive to you or treated you a way. I have grown up and grown out of that and i don't encourage allowing anybody's being a pity party but sometimes if somebody has assaulted you or done something to you that you have not been able to get over that they have not owned up to that they have not um shown signs that they have grown from it i don't think it's healthy to force that child to be in that environment that is just my opinion and I, I would never force my child to do it. So respect their boundaries and allow them to make adjustments according to their comfort and according to their growth. The One of the things that you can do instead is have your own small family gathering because my nobody in my family really lives, not very few of us, but like four of us, that live in this city. I sometimes will cook on my own and me and my son will plan our own activities or invite friends over that I know have families they don't want to be around either. Start new traditions. Start your own thing so that you don't have to continuously traumatize your child. And I'll say this, if you the host, if you Big Mom and you know your brother done molested half the girls in the family and it's triggering for them or it's drama for them, I'm sorry. Sometimes you gotta hurt people's feelings. Hey, can you I we don't mean to make you feel bad. We don't mean to make you this, but in order for you we we, we would appreciate if you would go get the help you need because everybody's not comfortable, everybody's not peaceful, and can you just spend a holiday somewhere else until we get to a space where we can reconcile? Sometimes you gotta do that because you say, I don't wanna choose one over the other, but you are choosing one or the other other when you let when you let the um, one that's being accused or the culprit back in without consideration for the victim, that is kind of making a choice. You're you're choosing the culprit, and that is very dangerous and not good for mental health. And I I just highly don't recommend it. If it's my house, you ain't coming. So boundaries. Let, let your children set boundaries. Let them set expectations and you set boundaries. Challenge somebody to do better and get the help that they need before letting them back in. Because if we don't hold them accountable, they're liable to do it again. If we don't hold them accountable, it's it sometimes accountability hurts. But it's for their own good. How can you say you care about somebody and know that they are doing something damaging and not do anything but coddle it? That's not real love. That's not real um support even God says I chastise those that I love and it's because I want you to see better and I always give this plain example and it's a little nasty whatever but if you had a friend that was sitting next to you and they had a booger in their nose and you let them walk around all day with a booger in their nose you are a foul you got you you want your friends to be like girl you got something on your face wipe it off same thing with our character and our personality hey this behavior is not healthy go seek help this behavior is not okay Oh, I don't, I'm not going to put you in front of people with a booger in your nose, but I'll put you in front of people as an abuser, as toxic, as violent, as a manipulator, as um, a rapist. Like, what? Okay, we're going to move on. So, one, setting boundaries. Well, I think that was two. <laughs> setting boundaries and starting new, t- new traditions. And I think the third thing is some of our families do need to come together and have healthy conversations. If it's a space where this person has changed, there's been therapy, there's been support, there's been growth. I think I'll say this specifically to my family and a little bit of black culture. There are times, there are certain sides of my family to where we'll have trauma, we'll have beef and years will go past and we'll just, oh, we're going over here. Like what? Can we have a conversation? Can we move past? Can we can we address some things can we have healthy dialogue dialogue and set some precedents for interacting with each other and what is what is appropriate, what is not? Time is not an apology. <laughs> sometimes we need to just get together and have a conversation first and hash things out before we just jump back into space without ever addressing it. So yeah. And I know it's hard. Some people aren't confrontational, but I don't look at it as confrontate confrontation. I look at it as healthy communication to build resolution. Like It's just communicating. We are just communicating. It is not about drama. It's not about attacking you. It is not about making you feel the way. It is about getting to a healthy resolution. So the last thing, of course, sometimes some things only come out through prayer and fasting. And this probably should have been first. Y'all know this podcast has been saved enough, hopefully. <laughs> like, we, we, we've we been dedicating this to the Lord around here. Prayer and fasting. The person that is the abuser, some things only come out through prayer and fasting. The person that has been abused and is holding forgiveness or maybe holding on forgiveness or maybe still hurt by it, some things only come out through prayer and fasting. And there are some families who need to get together Pray and fast and break some generational things Before they have any type of breaking bread or ceremony Or celebration We need to get before the Lord We need to be consecrated We need to be delivered We need to get under God's covenant We need to get under God's arms We need to get in his word And heal And be delivered And be set free so that we can be more loving to one another. So that we can be more in union with one another. So I hope this episode helps you. It's a, it's a little deep. It's a little harsh. Like oh my gosh. If you are if you are triggered by this. I do want to close this in a prayer. Um, uh, For anybody that may be listening. And some of this has. You know. Poked something in your heart. To where you are in a space. Where you are remembering. Where these thoughts have come up and things are um you know they're just coming to the surface whether it's your grief your abuse or whatever else i do want to close this in prayer and i want to say if you have a church home reach out to the elders the bible says um call upon the elders of the church to pray if you have a church home reach out to the elders reach out to your support group reach out to those that have um That spiritual maturity to where they can walk you. And guide you through it. And if you don't have that. I would suggest you finding. Women or men around you. That can support you. That are going to encourage you. To help you get through it. Or you can email us. I'll put the email in the show notes. Parentsthatpray7 at gmail.com And I will definitely pray for you. Pray with you. Um, And if if you don't have a have uh people around you that can pray or access anyone baby go to go to a church sunday just pick one the house of the lord is the place to be let him lead you and guide you and get the support you need so father in the name of jesus we just come to you and we thank you god We love you, we worship you, we lift you up We crown you as king, we know you are savior We know you are shepherd, we know you are our peace Our guide, our shield, and our healer And Father, we just ask that you show up in every room The room of every listener of this podcast The car of every listener on this podcast And I ask you to comfort them I ask you to guide them, I ask you to give them peace I ask you to be the peace that surpasses all understanding that guards their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Father, I ask that your spirit go in and heal every wound. I ask that your spirit saturates their hearts. I ask that you cover their hearts and their minds in this moment. Father, be with those that are grieving. Be with those that are dealing with loss. Father, allow them time and space to just be expressive and to purge and to cry out. And Father, you show up in those moments and feel Everything that they have released, your word says that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So as they are weak right now, you be their strength, you be their guide, you be their cover. And Father, those that may be um, triggered from abuse. Father, I ask you to reframe their thoughts towards that thing. Reframe their thoughts towards your love for them. Let them know that it is not you that made that happen. That was influence of the enemy. We all have choice and free will and that person chose to walk in darkness and not listen to the light of the kingdom. So Father, I just decree and declare over their life that they are worthy, that they are not tainted, that they are still valuable, that they are useful and that you love them. And that this was an expression of your love. This was a result of darkness having its way in someone's life. And Father, I ask that you show up and be a light going forth for them. That you show up and show them as they surrender to you, God. You show up and show them that you are Father and how you parent. And Father, I just give you glory. And I ask you to touch every mind that may be stressed. Touch every mind that may have anxiety or fear or regret or hostility towards family members father and give them your peace give them your joy and let the fruits of the spirit dwell within their being and father every stony heart i ask you to replace it with a new heart let their hearts be born again let their hearts be shaped under you and if you are listening and you have not accepted jesus as your lord and savior i'll lead you through that as well um And it's it's just as simple as coming into agreement that he is your savior by repeating after me. And it's, Lord, I confess that I am a sinner. But I believe that your son died and he rose again. And I follow his way of life. I trust in you. I believe in you. And I commit myself to you on this day. And we just seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Go ahead and subscribe. Today was a little deep. I hope you got something out of it. Don't forget to tap into those around you that can support you. But also, when it comes to your children, don't exclude them, don't be so hard on them. And dig deeper to see if they need additional part in this season. Y'all be blessed and thank you for listening to the Parent Trap Podcast.